Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for joining me. We have a really special episode today, interview with Siebel Walker, a guy originally from my hometown, Salem, Oregon, has gone on to do some phenomenal things in the world of skateboarding. So excited he took the time to chat with us. And what I love about his story is that there are so many lessons that we can learn that are transferable to whatever industry we are in, whatever our goals are, just some very fundamental things that he did that allowed him to be successful. So what I want you guys to do is take a screenshot listening to this episode, tag myself, Mr. Jacob Espy, and Sibo at Sibo Walker on Instagram with your biggest takeaway from the episode. I want to hear what you guys are getting from it. I appreciate you guys tuning in and have a great week. We spend too much time listening to the terrible negative thoughts roaming around in our heads. Self-talk is positive. This is a chance to do more of it. This is Jacob's Affirmations. Thank you for joining me once again at Jacob's Affirmations. It's a big deal that you're here. We are all about inspiring action. And we have a phenomenal guest today from Salem, Oregon, Siebel Walker. Thank you so much for joining today, man. Yeah, man. Excited to be here. So I love your story. I mean, you are just such a phenomenal example of somebody that found something you were passionate about and just really went all in. And can you kind of give people a brief summary, I guess, of your your story in, in skateboarding and, and becoming professional? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess it all started in good old Salem, Oregon. And I had two older brothers that were really active, you know. So as the youngest, I just copied everything they did and tried to be better at them than it as a younger sibling would. And... uh so we played all, you know, all sports, but I, we ended up kind of, I found skating through them, and that was just something that really stuck with me. I, I, it was at a certain point when sports and other things kind of get real serious, skating was so cool to me in the sense that it was, yeah, I had no coach, and there was so much to learn, and there was so much gratification in, in feeling like something's impossible and then figuring out how to do it. And so um, I basically just got super hooked and um, kind of started to focus on that more. That evolved into trying to kind of manifest the dream of becoming a professional skateboarder. And then I just kind of went from there. Uh, The story is hours of sort of details, but more or less kind of, put off college, even though I'm, I'm an advocate for education, I saw an opportunity okay. to come to California from Oregon and, and kind of just had a, a rise. So a lot of sacrifices had to be made and, um, you know, couch surfed and had some serious struggles and lived in my van and really just, I really felt like it was possible and I wasn't going to give up, so through a lot of ups and downs, kind of made that happen. There's a couple of things that I want to touch on. So one, the idea of not having a coach being being attractive, and I'm wondering if there's something there as far as allowing there to be a growth process instead of it being more about being criticized and judged, if that makes sense. Like when you're making a mistake, you're going through failures, 
but it, it being kind of a growth process? Or what was it about the dynamic of being able to grow without a coach that you found attractive? Yeah, I mean, I think I think coaches are great. I, I think the thing to me more so was that it was less about winning or losing because at a certain point that that became less attractive to me in sports yeah sort of around the high school era when it becomes so about like the winning or losing thing and the, i think that that was kind of so the coach isn't exactly i guess the, the point as much as it is sort of the winning or losing factor because i think coaches sense. are great i mean they push you and you know they you could hate them but it's like where would so many athletes be without that coach, you know? Because they, you know, if you baby somebody, that doesn't necessarily get them to, to kind of progress. Sometimes you have to be hard on somebody to, you know, to get them to an elevated place of whatever their, you know, sport or, you know, athletic ability is. So Absolutely. I think it was more about winning and losing. That was big for me in high school. Yeah. It was so, you know, you had to put so much time and it was like just about winning and skating. I'm, you know, my own kind of coach and I'm pushing myself harder because I, you know, love it and want to learn. And so and that was just, just the freedom of creativity, I guess, you know. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of it being more about the process of getting better as opposed to being about like being better than somebody else necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm all about progression and, and being better but I yeah it, it, to me just winning or losing wasn't wasn't an attractive thing to focus on and I think that's such a great uh, concept that applies in so many different areas where when we focus on ourselves and just fall in love with the process like we can make some really cool things happen and really start excelling as opposed to like always comparing ourselves to somebody else and not really knowing their story or how long they've been at it. But there can be a lot of dissatisfaction that can be very unhealthy there. But something else I think is is amazing that you did, like you really just took this leap of faith and you're like, I'm just going to live humbly. I'm just going to be all in about it. And I'm curious, like, where did that come from? Do you remember the moment where you're just like, you know, I'm just going to be all in and not worry about what people think and just do me. Yeah. I mean, it seems so, it's funny to think back because, like, it seems so impossible to become a, a pro skater <laughs> to me now, especially just because it's progressed so much. So to think, like, that I was just, like, in Salem with with that in my head and sort of made it happen is pretty wild to me. You know, it, it takes, like, a like a, a song or, it, you know, it'll be like a song or a smell or something random that I'll, I'll get like some nostalgic vibes and be like, whoa, that's so crazy because, you know, that's, I mean, it's very difficult to do to stand out in, in a world like that is really hard and, and even more difficult now. But I think I just, I said it in my head at some point and kind of knew that that was, you know, my, my destiny, so to speak. And I just really manifested it. You know, I just was like, if I put everything into this, you know, and my parents were always, you know, at at the time skating was a little bit less accepted. It was more of kind of like the outcast thing. And so there was, there was skepticism, especially for my mom, you know, it's just as far as like that being a world of, of rock and roll drugs and alcohol and, and kind of, you know, not organized 
healthy necessarily sports. And that's like a, the stigmatism that was on it, but which has sort of changed now, but that was totally valid, you know, because there, there was a lot of that, you know, kind of like the punk outcast thing to do. But that's also a, a part of it that I kind of like loved was that I can come into this and give it a, a, a you know a different name so to speak or yeah you know i can be somebody that if there's little kids that are skating and their parents are like we don't want you to do this but then they can be like what well, we you know we'll look at this this guy is you know sort of a, a healthy positive role model that wants to give back and and does you know skate lessons with kids and and these different things that can sort of create a just something positive for kids to look up to. So I love the fact that I could, you know, kind of be there to be a good role model. And and really just basically I feel so blessed to, to be where I'm at that I can utilize that in a way that gives back and, and can just be positive for, you know, the youth and just young skateboarders in general. Absolutely. And I, I just love that because, I mean, you never know how far those ripple effects are, are going to carry you know, just into the world where you take the time to be intentional about wanting to help somebody, wanting to be a support and be a positive role model. I mean, people latch onto that sort of thing and it can, it can go a long ways in, in redirecting somebody's life. So, I mean, it really is a big deal that you do that, that sort of thing, Sibo. Yeah, yeah, especially with the internet now, you know, the, the just the connectivity levels are, are pretty unreal. It can just message me and I can message him back and it can have a big impact, like you said. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with somebody, the reach that you have. You know, we have like 130,000 followers on Instagram, and you're so good about being engaged and interacting with the people that are, are reaching out to you. And I've been noticing on Instagram that you've been talking about dream big. And can you kind of give us some context of, of what that is? <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, I think it, it'll it'll evolve into something big, bigger, pun intended, but it, it, it all started because I, I, my neighbor has a pretty funny looking cat named Liza and her name's Liza for Nelly. And we have like a really close relationship with our neighbor, Johnny. And he, he's an awesome, awesome guy. So always doors open. And, you know, if we're making food, we'll make food for him he'll have some coffee we'll make some breakfast you know there's music playing like so it's a really cool vibe almost like a roommate vibe but we're our our spots are just right next to each other but so his little cat she's persian and then funny looking and rambunctious and she was always looking up at this hummingbird nest and she just always just stared at this hummingbird as if like all she wanted was to you know maybe catch the hummingbird she's actually She's like only a year old at the time. So anyway, I, I just came up with it because I was just like, Liza dreams big. Like she's dreaming big. Like she can catch this hummingbird. And one day the hummingbird comes down and just is right in front of her face. And she's just like rigamortis frozen. Like, oh my God, <laughs> in front of me and I can't do anything. And, uh, you know, and just wasn't ever actually going to catch it but always just stared at it so i started posting these little videos dream big and a lot of kids would respond and laugh or be like i watch this with my mom every day like a lot of funny responses you know like people just thought it was funny and then i kind of fell in love with that and uh and planned to 
have a skate camp for kids called Dream Big. Hopefully soon. I might kind of start it like small this summer and, and hopefully turn it into a, a bigger thing. But Dream Big Camp for Kids. That's Gotta awesome, Got to get a man. patent on that or something. But, yeah, uh, it, it, it literally started because of the, the little cat was dreaming to one day get that hummingbird. And it turned into something bigger, you know. So now I just post it all the time. And I just think however you take it, it could be, you know, potentially beneficial to some kid, you know. I mean, just the idea of dream big is, I think, a positive thing. So I'm hoping, you know, however many thousands of kids see that, maybe some kids like, you know, I'm going to try to be a pro soccer player. Dream big. So hopefully, yeah, it's causing positive ripples in the world. But it, it's pretty funny you started out because of cat. <laughs> that, is, that is good. But, like, yeah, the uh, I mean, the power, there's a book called The Magic of Thinking Big. I'm not sure if you're familiar or not, but they talk about that a lot as far as just always be open to new ideas, learning something new whenever you can, and just really take it every day with the approach. How can I get a little bit better today with the understanding that those small steps over the course of time are going to lead to significant impact? Right. And yeah, no, I'm not familiar with that book, but it sounds awesome. And I also want to talk about your art a little bit as well, because you kind of have branched out and you found some really amazing avenues uh, through your artwork. And kind of how did how did that get started, and, and where do you see that headed in the future? Yeah, that's that's a dream big in the works for me personally. But I I just have been you know I've been painting on little pieces of grip for a really long time. I just used to do it on my own boards and. Um, one New Year's Day, about six years ago, I just kind of was like, I should start doing this for kids. And I was living at the, in, my, in my van at the time just to, to kind of save money and have a place to sleep. And every morning I'd wake up with sunrise because it would get really hot. And I would just go paint at the coffee shop for, for kids that requested, you know, whatever it may be, a SpongeBob or... A lot of it would get very custom, so it would be, you know, maybe their friend that passed, and it was like a little story that they, that it wrote about them, and you know, it's cool to personalize, you know, kids kids grips, and and that's something that a lot of people buy decks because of the graphic, but you don't see the graphic; it's on the bottom, and you end up skating it and kind of scratching it up. So yeah. the grip is something you're looking down at, and it doesn't really come out; it gets stuck in sort of like the the coarseness of the grip tape. So I started doing that for a really long time, pretty much would just paint grip for kids every morning. So that was really just gratifying and, and got me to sort of connect to a lot of kids and also just kept me busy because when you're living in a van, you got a lot of free free time when you're not <laughs> That's awesome. at the gym. And so, yeah, recently, basically, I just kind of started doing more like on actual decks and and people had some really positive responses to some of the style that I was that I was doing and then I just had a friend in New Orleans Leo Sloan he has a he has a uh a, a restaurant rotisserie chicken restaurant called um Good Bird it's amazing incredible rotisserie chicken but okay. Anyway, he wanted me to put some decks up. He had this blank wall, and I, I've been wanting to go to New Orleans for a really long time. And and I just was like, what if I came and just kind of, like, painted, you know, on the wall? And yeah. so that was my first idea to do a mural. And 
I was really happy with it. It, it took a long time for me working on a small scale and then moving to a big scale was really, really cool and really fun because just the difference of small scale to big scale is pretty drastic. And so I could actually yeah. just work with on a big scale so well because I was used to doing the really detailed stuff. And so from there, you know, I sort of, sort of started to build a resume. I did one for a coffee shop, a barber shop. I just kind of was trying to do as many as I could, like, for free. And then now I have sort of, like, um, you know, a pretty, like, definite style and recognizable style that, that if people are into, kind of the more you do, the more you connections you make. And so now they're like, they're really starting to flow in. And it's actually, it's actually pretty good money, which is good just because I want to save up and, and, you know, maybe save for a house and plan to have kids and I'm getting married in a month. And so any little extra income is good. And I also really, really enjoy it. So like, farther up and farther on hopefully I can do like an entire building someday soon so and now I'm kind of hooked you know it's a Absolutely. lot of fun for me so. I, I love kind of the uh, that analogy too of just like small details eventually becoming something very big which is really what you did with the artwork where you started just on one kid at a time and even with social media I think the impact you're having on one kid at a time individually making sure that you're paying attention giving every moment every person everything that you have and it's just blossomed into something great so that's just something that i mean everybody can learn from and it's not just for for skateboarders not just for artists it's just for it's universal you know whatever your your industry is whatever your craft yeah, is yeah absolutely paying attention to those one-on-one yeah. -on -one interactions so that, that's that's great how about in, in the world of skating like what's next for you there yeah i've gone through sort of a, a interesting transition um, and just, I think skateboarding has, has as well, but, uh, I've been really just, I've been really focused on the wedding and I, I quit, uh, the shoe company Lakai that I was riding for, which was a hard decision. I, I love all those dudes. I have nothing negative to say about them at all, but it was tough because there was a, just kind of a team manager that, that like him and I didn't just didn't really vibe that well and um I think that was hard also there was just some disconnects and uh I just also didn't really see kind of a the vision and and didn't feel like there was that much opportunity for me to sort of grow with them and I just felt like I really needed to move on I had some some pretty like negative experiences that were kind of affecting my life um, especially with that kind of team manager disconnect and, um, the vibe of the team was, was changing and there was just some stuff that, that sort of, even though I think it's kind of changed now, they have a TM named Steve who's awesome. And like I said, I love those guys. Um, it had just been something that I, through those experiences felt like I needed to move forward. And so I, that's what I just had to do. Um, and so I, yeah, I don't have a shoe sponsor, but, um, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty proactively just kind of trying to push and work really hard so that ideally, you know, something pops up and, um, I really like how Adidas is, is doing a lot of art shows and things with, uh, just all over the place and involving different cultures and different people and eclectic groups of, all sorts of, you know, I mean, they're just 
they're doing really cool stuff in the world of skateboarding and art is what I'm trying to say. So they're, they would kind of ideally be somebody I'd, I'd be able to hopefully partner with at some point. But now that, I mean, now that I'm, you know, a little bit older and, uh, and skateboarding's changed, like it's, it's pretty difficult. So I just put it on myself, you know, I need to work, need to work even harder and, and just put out good content and in the meantime just on the side I'm just kind of hustling and doing what I can so that I can feel like I'm sort of providing for for Ellie my fiance and I and and pitching in with our wedding and um you know just saving up for life so it's an exciting time though I have a I have a full video part for a skate rat video that I'm kind of sitting on and I'm going to work on another part and I might do a short documentary with my friend Pat about how we used to film for exit videos and, and awesome. how precious like those times were. And so just a bunch of kind of side projects, but just basically kind of embracing the change, um, because that was something that had to happen. And, uh, yeah. And just moving forward. That's awesome, man. And I, yeah, for people that are in Salem, like you Salem, Oregon, you remember exit. Like that was a moment that we, that we had in, in Salem and, where that, that culture really kind of blossomed and they just played a huge role in, in, in that. Um, so I appreciate yeah, absolutely. you. Absolutely. And see, man, I appreciate taking the time to do this. I know you're, you're super busy and I just love your mentality of just like helping people being passionate about what your craft is and finding ways for those two to intersect. And if you had to, to pick one thing that you feel has kind of helped you stand out, um, in the industry, what, what would you say that that is as a kind of a, a final question? I mean, I, I, in my whole, for my whole career, it was definitely just like, honestly, living in the van was the biggest pivotal changing point. Um, just because that, I don't know, that was, uh, it's like traveling for me, you know, it's, it's good to check your perspective, you know, like, there's a lot of people struggling in the world and a lot of, you know, bad things happening. So it's, it's easy to, to forget about that but when I travel I sort of see that but living in a van just really helped me sort of gain like the best perspective you know I'm I would come home and I couldn't believe I had like a, a room and a kitchen and, and my parents and you know a pantry full of food and a bathroom like all those things that I sort of took for granted because I always had them when I lived in the van I kind of learned to I learned to just appreciate the simple things in life and simplify my life. You know, I only had a small amount of things and I would just go to the gym to clean up and I would get a good night's sleep. I would paint grip for kids and I would work to like trying to become a pro and, and being healthy and productive. So that was sort of the biggest thing in, in my career. But I also think like just for me personally, I think the fact that, you know, my parents instilled a lot of good things in me and, wanting to give back to kids and, and doing skate lessons and, and doing art for them and stuff like that. I think in the world of skateboarding helps me stand out a little bit just because, you know, a lot of other skateboarders, you know, don't have a, a ton of extra things that they do just because, you know, when you skate, it's, it's your main focus yep. and that's sort of all you do. And so I'm just lucky my parents, like I said, instilled those things in me and it feels good you know just to see a kid smile or to to see a kid do his first ollie or to you know get a a, 
a message of a kid that received some some grip. You know, those things are all really really meaningful to me. So. Yeah, it, it's a big deal, man. It really is. And I mean, I appreciate taking the time sharing your story. Um, and thanks for everybody yeah, for man. tuning Absolutely. in and listening. And so let them know, where can they find you, Sibo? Uh, yeah, I just, I have my, my social media outlets are uh, mainly just on Instagram. I have my regular page is Sibo Walker. I got Sibo Art that has some of the murals and the grip. And you could hit me up for, for any kind of custom or birthday gift or deck or, or grip or canvas and then uh have Sibo's vids too that just has like daily content of, of video and stuff so awesome awesome and i'll make sure i include the links in the show notes for you guys as well so it's easily accessible reach out to me as well at mr jacob sb on twitter and instagram i always love hearing your biggest takeaways from every episode you guys enjoy the rest of your day i'll see you tomorrow